Welcome to the Home Time Show podcast and welcome back. But do you know what? In fact, welcome back. Full stop, everybody, because for the last two weeks, obviously, uh, you were on your own, I was on my own. The podcast, a slightly reduced introduction because we've been on our own. Exactly, and by the time we've done a show on our own, you're kind of sick of the sound of your own voice. You just want to get so, on with it. It's, it's lovely to be able to just say a little bespoke hello to them. How was your week off? We went caravanning. I love caravanning. I, I, I want to live in a caravan, but the word on the street was that you can't live in a caravan all year round for some reason. You what? Apparently you have to be out of a caravan for like two months of the year. You're not allowed like government laws. You, you have to go and live somewhere else for a little bit and then go back in your caravan. I did not know that. Because <laughs> genuinely, our caravan's nicer than our actual house. That was so, empty. so hold on a second. So how do people that live on a houseboat, for example... How does yeah. that work? Because surely that's a that's a caravan without wheels. Yeah, do you, that's a good point. That's a good point. I think it's the caravan site, the pit like uh, where the caravan like oh. campsite is. So we were in the Cotswolds. Yeah. I think they're not allowed to have people living there all year round. So you you've got a maximum. But if you're a caravaner, you're in the club. Get in touch and set us right here. Hometime at absoluteradio.co.uk. I think you, you've got two months where you've got to be out. And and live in like a like a detention camp, and then you're allowed back in again. So is that? Um, sorry, I've got I've got more questions here, and I know <laughs> you fine. don't necessarily you're not representing the caravan authorities. I'm happy but, to speak on their behalf. But um, so does that stand for static caravans as well as tow bar caravans? I think I do. You know what I don't know about the tow bar cro- crew. Although no, no. To be fair, my mum and dad when they sold their house in Devon and moved to Wiltshire lived in a tow bar caravan. Devon, that's a technical phrase for a couple of years, but they had to get out for a little bit. And then they lived in a detention camp for a lab back in. It's very confusing. (laughs) (laughs) Welcome back to the podcast. (laughs) Now, we are very aware that there are many of you listening to Home Time today, and you've heard this show hundreds of times before. Sorry. Uh, Yes, sorry. Sorry about that. Uh, There are also many of you uh, listeners to Absolute Radio Country who are hearing Bush and I for the first time. Sorry. Sorry once again. Uh, but here we all are together, so we thought it would be a good idea, very much in the style of a breakout session at a seminar, for us to all get to know each other. Getting to know you, getting to know all about you. Imagine uh, we're in the... It's lunchtime, we're in the foyer of say, your local Marriott hotel. <laughs> everyone's got name badges on. Yeah. And everyone's clustered in little groups. And maybe if we're organising the, the chat or the talk or the meet-up, we want everyone to mingle a little bit. But how the hell do you do it? Well, I suggest for the purposes of this afternoon, let's do it like this. Let's, let's all get in touch. Let's say our name. Say the radio station from the Absolute Radio family that we all listen to or enjoy the most. Yeah. And then an interesting fact about ourselves. Something that other people might not know. Exactly. So I'll go first. Go on, then. Start us off. Hello, everybody. My name is Richie. Uh, Rich, uh, we have to say hi, Richie. Ready? Three, two, one. Hi, hi Richie. Richie. <laughs> uh, I listen to Absolute 80s <laughs> uh, and I can belch the national anthem. Right, OK. Now, at this stage... Yeah. But being that there are a lot of new people with us, I'm not going to do it. First impressions. First are, impressions, impressions are important. Right. Just take it as read, OK? But it's lovely to meet you all. There you go. That's fantastic. OK, I'll say, uh, hi, everyone. My name's Andy. Hi, Andy. Hi, Andy. That sounds a bit like AA, this, doesn't it? 
Uh, I my, my station of choice is Absolute Radio 90s. Lovely. Fantastic. I'm an indie kid at heart. And I, would you believe it, I'm a trained silver service waiter. Are you really? Give me a uh, salmon steak, a, a spoon and a fork and an oversized plate and I can serve it to uh, a coach of up to 30 people. Hey, I have to say, we had a, a coffee inside a building before the show today. The way you put it down on the table was very well... Uh, lovely done. Thank you. I, and I tell you, at some point, uh, you must remind me, I'll, try, I'll show you how many different dinner plates I can carry in one go. <laughs> I, can, I can get like five plates. It's tomorrow's show. It's an amazing thing. Uh, Gemma says, my name is Gemma. I listen to Absolute Radio, Classic Rock, Absolute 80s, Absolute 90s and Absolute Radio Country. All of them. <laughs> depending on my mood. Interesting fact, I was classically trained in the piano, violin and vocals. Now, the thing I find interesting wow. about that is any of our heritage listeners that aren't new to the show today, I'm surprised that they're classically trained in anything. Yes. Well, you know, they've got secret talents, some of these people, <laughs> that's for sure. Uh, listen to this one. Hi, everyone. I'm Jess DeVos. I listen to Absolute Radio Country, and I'm from South Africa, and my surname actually means the fox in Afrikaans. So she's Jess the Fox. Jess the Fox. Which is a very cool name. That is an unbelievable name. Tom Corbett says, I listen to Absolute Radio Country. Welcome on board. Uh, My GCSE science teacher's granddad wrote Peter Pan. Good claim. This gets better and better. Uh, This one says, hi, my name's Dave. Absolute radio for me. Interesting fact. Uh, He doesn't elaborate. Just leaves it hanging out there. I'm banned from Dubai after being knocked over by one of the princes. Possibly. Bessie doesn't elaborate. Wow, Dave, mate, please explain. Wow. That is unbelievable, isn't it? Uh, Yeah, look, tell us, uh, Ash. Tell us about yourself. Uh, My name's Ash, female Ash. Um, I listen to mostly absolute 90s, and um, my interesting fact is that my cousin, second cousin, was Kenny Baker, who was the dude inside of RTD2 in Star Wars. Wow, so uh, Kenny Baker, so he was the, the, the person inside the R2-D2 unit in the yeah, Star Wars movies. He used to have lots of porn inside his, um, that to keep him busy, apparently. What? <laughs> um, <laughs> <laughs> We're trying to make a good impression in this, in this debut show <laughs> with uh, Absolute Radio <laughs> Country involved. Is that real? Uh, yeah. Is that for real? Yeah, yeah, that's completely true. Yeah, um, he lived in the circuit. I met him once or twice only. My brother kept in touch with him because he um, and he and when he used to go to conventions, you know, when they had like the Star Wars conventions, my brother would queue up and then he'd, he'd say, "Oh, I'm, I'm his cousin," and then Kenny would be like, "Yeah, yeah, come through, come through," and they wouldn't believe him until he like he just went and got him and he sort of met him. He met him. He I got his. Yeah, I, I, he didn't. He didn't live near enough to me to. Um, me to meet him much but yeah he's my he's my second cousin i don't want to take liberties too much here but <laughs> basically you could say hello my name's ash i listen to absolute radio 90s and my cousin is r2d2 yeah pretty much yeah do you know it's cool that nobody ever believed me when i said that and i had to take in like autographs and stuff like that do you know what though um, it, it's, it's like certainly with this bit of knowledge with this bit of information you've given us this evening <laughs> on the show it makes that moment where uh, luke skywalker's hitting rtd2 on the head to make him play videos adds an extra element of jeopardy about it <laughs> that's for sure you know what though right i haven't actually <laughs> yeah, absolutely do you know what i haven't actually seen all of the star wars movies though how bad is that come like, on I, I know it's really terrible i've got some friends that are really into it and i haven't I've seen the first one, it's very sandy, and I saw the annoying one with Jar Jar Binks in, but I, I really need to do, like, a proper watch the whole thing. But I haven't actually done it yet. Well, there's, there's some homework <laughs> for you, Ash, mate. Listen, good know, to speak to you. Have a good Monday night. <laughs> no worries, have a good one. Right, let's uh, meet one more of you now. I'm Caroline, I'm listening to Absolute Radio Country, and I've got a recipe named after me in a Kenyan cookbook. Fantastic, good to have you on board. Thanks for saying hello to the group. Tell us about your Kenyan recipe. Oh, so it's some kind of, like apple dish so actually my uncle's a a chef in africa 
So he named a recipe after everyone in the family, and mine is called Apples Caroline. I actually don't know what it's called in Swahili. I swear I saw Apples Caroline <laughs> at, at Reading 93. <laughs> Sorry for keep bringing that joke up. That's amazing, that. Have you ever have you had Apples Caroline? It's um, not a comma in that, it's just the, the actual no, dish. No, I've got to say, I actually haven't eaten the recipe named after me. It sounds oh. to me like it's a dessert. I want it to be a crumble. It does feel like a crumble. Yeah, Caroline's crumble, I like that. But then if I, I, I don't know, but I, you know, I, I'm not the most, um, I don't have a very wide palate regarding my diet. Um, I wouldn't have imagined that, uh, that a Kenyan cookbook had many crumbles in it. No, but I tell you what, I'll send you the recipe, Richie, because I think you should eat this one. That would be good. If you, if Caroline sends you Caroline's apples, then maybe you could make it and report back. That would be good, wouldn't it? <laughs> I don't know if I've got a headache. <laughs> <laughs> good to meet you. Take care. Cheers, Caroline. Bye. Thanks so much. Bye, guys. Some breaking news. Three minutes ago, we were speaking to Caroline uh, about uh, the recipe in the Kenyan cookbook. Do you Apple, remember? Apples, Caroline. That's it. <laughs> She's literally just texted, I'm really sorry, I thought it was apples. I've just looked it back up. It was potatoes. What? How'd you get apples mixed up with potatoes? Really Your big don't. moment. I'm not fancying a potato crumble, just to confirm. Yeah, we'll, we'll, we'll swerve that one. Cheers anyway, Caroline. Look, we've got time for one more introduction. Who's this on the line? So my name is Bernie, um, Absolute Radio. That's the main one I always listen to, and a bit of 80s. And my interesting fact is that I have a tri-nationality. Wow. Now, before you tell us, let's see if we can guess what the three nationalities of Bernie are. Just hearing his voice, I feel like I've turned up at the First States restaurant and about to give me coat over, <laughs> which is fantastic. So I'll go first, and then Richie says his, and we'll find out who's got the closest. I'm going to say Bernie is a mixture of mm, French, Spanish, and English. Say nothing, Bernie. I am going okay. to go. I am going to go South African, Dutch, and Welsh. And now, before you even say that, maybe the people at home want to play. We'll, we'll leave some silence for them to have a go in the car. And now, yeah, Bernie, give us fun. an answer. Um, it is South African, German and British. Wow, so I think I got one. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Tell us your story. That's an amazing... What, what a backstory you've got there, Bernie. Well, I was originally born in South Africa and... Through inheritance, I'm, I inherited a German passport from my dad's side of the family, oh. and then I moved across to the UK um, in 2007 and got a British passport. And they're all three valid at the moment, which is great. Yeah. Yeah. The only problem is that um, I have to renew all three of them as well, so it can get quite pricey. If you suddenly would just got amazing at football, who would you play for out of those three? UK, England. <laughs> <laughs> Best chance of winning, my friend. Yeah. I am starting the week in the doghouse, not with my other half, but actually with my son right now. Uh, let me explain why as we start a temporary new feature on the show, Who's in the Doghouse? Who's in the Doghouse? Who's in the Doghouse? It's really kind of the bar Harman to actually re-record that for us, because it is of that level, isn't it? It really is. Thanks, guys. And thank you for your support ongoing on the show. So what's uh, been going on there? <laughs> so over the weekend, uh, me and my teenage son, Charlie, uh, were playing in a cricket match together. Right. Now, I know cricket's not necessarily your sport. Nope. To explain for a second, uh, when you're playing on just a recreational level, 
obviously you can't really afford an umpire so sometimes the players in the match themselves will umpire the match whilst they're playing in it right so my son charlie was batting i ended up umpiring whilst he's batting Cut a long story short. But you're on the same team. We're on the same team. Right. Quite right. Yeah, you're, you're grasping this. I'm getting this. I had to give him out. I had to give him out. All right? The the, the ball was bowled to him. I thought he'd hit it and it right. got caught behind. So I had to put the finger up to say to my own son, you're out, off you go. It turns out, because it was also being filmed, I may have made a mistake <laughs> and he didn't touch it. And he wasn't out. His reaction was... Incendiary to say the least. Did he storm off? He stormed off uh, for about an hour after the decision. He wouldn't talk to me because he was actually doing really, really well. He was scoring about 25 at the time and I'd given him out and it was wrong. We are now talking, but relations are somewhat strained. So for my sanity, it would be lovely to hear from other people right now that for whatever reason are also in the doghouse. I've got a feeling he's not going to forget this. You know, these kind of father-son parental <laughs> yeah, moments where you felt like you've done that as like leaving a marker on him for the future. Do you I've know what got I mean? a feeling this one could last for years, yeah. Uh, and so did you do the proper finger thing? I've seen that in the cricket before. They, they, you extend a finger. That's it. Finger just goes up like that. Oh. I did it to my own son. Hey, he was fuming. Horrible feeling. Well, listen, it, we want we want a, a safe space for anyone who might be in the yes. doghouse and maybe even accommodation. Let's just see how the evening pans out. Someone has put here, though, to be honest, you were put in charge of that cricket game whether it was correct or not your decision is final respect the umpire well there you go it's true carrying everyone's jumpers and all that kind of stuff that umpires do do you know, weirdly enough I'm in the kind of doghouse situation myself at the moment uh, my partner Katie is I was going to say very cross with me she's disappointed in me which is even worse that's the, that's the worst one isn't it yeah. uh, she's discovered over the weekend that uh, rather than ignoring those HMRC uh, Royal Mail Hermes phishing texts that everyone's been getting at the moment yeah. I've been using them as an opportunity to use some of the world's worst swear words <laughs> I can possibly no one swears like the Brits do do you know what I mean correct uh, and sometimes some of the words you can come out with when you reply to these things uh, it's just liberating it's been getting me through the lockdown to be honest with you so you're going back to phishing texts with just terrible <laughs> Ter- like, honestly terrible terrible the worst thing is when you look at my phone at the moment uh, the last message that I've sent back to them is the last thing you can see in the field of view and it's just it's just water well filth it's like the viz but she's really annoyed now she thinks they've got our details because I've gone back to them I like that so I like I'm in that. the dog and I have had to promise to stop doing it but I can't I can't stop myself Kathy says on Twitter, Oh dear, Richie, my husband was once sent off in a football match. The ref that sent him off was his dad. If you bear in mind, he was playing for his scout group at the time and he's now 58 years old and he still tells this story. Your son is never going to let you forget this. Wow. <laughs> oh, thank you for that support. Uh, right, get in touch with us. Who are you in the doghouse with? Dan, who is it with you? I am in the doghouse with my wife because after this morning I left for work, I left the cat treats off the lid. Um, I left the lid off the cat treats even. And she's got home, found them. But the main problem is the cat didn't go and see her when she got in from work because she wanted treats because she's been eating at the bowl all day. Wow, what a chain of events. So you, by chance, leaving the lid off the cat treats means the cat has gorged itself completely so it can't be bothered to go and meet your other half when she's got in from work and greet her. Basically, but when I get in, she will come and see me instead. Oh, because you're the treats guy. in the wound. Exactly. Dan, look, um, you're in the doghouse. We understand why, and thank you for sharing. Um, it's it's day one of uh, Absolute Radio Country joining the family today, and uh, I kind of don't want to get on the wrong foot with anybody, but I'm going to have to say it. Your story all over shows why dogs are better than cats. Ooh, 
about that. <laughs> uh, Richard, you're not taking me down that route. <laughs> I'm not going with him down there. I'm just staying back here. I'm in the doghouse enough as it is. Cheers, boys. I'll tell you another thing I'm in the doghouse for as well, whilst we're on the subject. Uh, spending co-op points. Do you get this thing, you know, when you give them a membership card over yes. and you get these points? I just thought the whole point of them is then to spend the points immediately as soon as you have them on the next thing that you buy. No. So I've been in trouble for spending Katie's co-op <laughs> points on crisps. I spent a, a super drug points the other day as well on some tweezers she wanted me to get. I thought, I thought you'd be happy. You can't win these days. If anybody spent my loyalty card points, I would be so cross. What are you waiting for, though? Christmas. I spent them all at Christmas. Really? Yeah, on the turkey. I thought you'd get thing. them in, bang, spend <laughs> no. them as soon as possible. Get them shifted back out again. You never know when you're going to lose it. Uh, Andy, explain to us why are you in the doghouse? I'm in the doghouse with my son, Callan. Um, not so much his partner, Abby, but they announced uh, a wedding date um, late last year, and it was due for this spring. And um, they then announced, said, oh, they're going to bring it forward, but it's going to be a secret. Mm-hmm. What they didn't specify was who it was going to be a secret from. Ah. <laughs> so... <laughs> At my age, I need specifics. <laughs> um, so what have you gone I'm, and done then? I'm, I'm picturing you t- texting people with the glasses on the end no, of your no, nose. No. no, mate, no, unfortunately. It wasn't like that. I, uh, our eldest daughter uh, was asked to look after our granddaughters, Callum and Abby's children, for the day, but wasn't told why. And then I went round on the weekend before and said, oh, it's really good of you to look after Hattie and Marley for the day, for the wedding. And that was it. It sort of caused tears and everything. Oh, and and Callum was OK on the day. And it was an absolutely fantastic day. Um, most amazing day. But ever since then, it's been one-word answers on WhatsApp. And he's very busy. <laughs> and, um, yeah, I think we're going to have to go for a coffee and sort this out, because this is going to be for a long, long time. Back before all this weirdness happened ages and ages ago, we used to do a feature called the Monday Night Taxi Club, which was, you know, people selflessly driving uh, loved ones or kids or relatives around and dropping them off or picking them up from karate clubs and sports clubs and all that kind of thing. And then, obviously, everyone's been trapped in their houses for ages. But we thought, I don't know anyone else is feeling that vibe today. It's those first steps towards normality. The clubs have their doors back open. So we thought it was uh, just about time to bring back Taxi Club tonight. And here's its dulcet tone. So that if you're dropping anyone off for, uh, anywhere this evening or even just picking someone up from work, sat in your cagoule in the car, get in touch and get the credit you deserve, 8, 12, 15. Certainly over the weekend, I feel like, uh, you know, I've done, I've done a little bit of uh, ferrying around for uh, uh, for yeah. my kids. Uh, you know, the lads uh, playing in a football match uh, on Sunday. Still not talking to me after <laughs> the, the cricket on the Saturday. but uh, I was going to say, that'd be an interesting <laughs> trip, wouldn't it? Uh, but yeah, so get in touch with us. If, if you are ferrying anybody around... Uh, whether it could be another half, you could be picking them up after they've, you know, gone back into the office maybe today. Who knows? I love people who do that thing where they go and pick their other half up just from, like, if they don't want them to walk back through, like, a weird bit in the evening. That's really nice, well, that is. Particularly with the weather this evening. You might be picking someone up from the station. Exactly. Although, we've had a couple of tweets in from people in Scotland... Absolutely sun cracking the flags. Lucky them. Lucky you lot up there. Joanne says, I've driven 18 kilometres for my daughter's netball match. I'm tensely waiting to see if the rain stops to see if it can start. There you go. It's exactly the kind of thing. Uh, Ray is driving his son Barnaby to Costco uh, because he wants a catering-sized box of sweets. Wow. Do you know what? When I, when I was a kid, my mum and dad owned an old people's home down in Devon, and the, one of the best things about it was that every Wednesday we'd get to go to Booker's Cash and Carry with yeah. them. 
and you pull around. You don't go with a normal trolley in a cash and carry. You go on the them pallet things. You yeah. get an IKEA, yeah. and just these walls of the biggest boxes of sweets you've ever seen in your life. Also, catering size vat of marmite. That's the other thing that excites me. Catering size vat of anything. I tell you what, we need to do it. We need to come back to this and do a phone if you've got a catering size pack of summit. We need to do a show from a cash and carry. Let's put that out there. We are willing to travel. Get in touch with us. Uh, this one here says, guys, I've just dropped my daughter Amber to her drama class at Red Roof's Drama School in Maidenhead, having a bit of time to myself. Uh, the taxi club, well and truly, up and running this evening. Uh, Nick, what's going on? Well, basically, I've got a mate, Graham, who's now driving us. We've just left work uh, in Telford and we're on our way to Darleston to watch the mighty Elf Church take on Darleston in Benley, uh, for the old non-league football. Wow, so we've got a big old Galactico battle going on there. Uh, and who do you support out of those two? Elf Church. Uh, now, uh, I think there's a certain percentage of the capacity that are allowed in the grounds tonight. How many people do you think uh, will be at the big Elf Church Darleston derby? Well, it's a bit hard to say. I mean, they do draw in the crowds. Uh... <laughs> <laughs> it is on Sky Sports 3, which will obviously reduce the crowd somewhat. Uh, and is there one player that we need to watch out for tonight for Alf Church? Uh, no, nah, they're all pretty much of a muchness, to be honest. They're all legends in their own right. <laughs> and, and your mate, uh, what's his name? Is it Graham who's driving you? Graham, that's it, yeah. He's the driver. You're buying him stuff. You're buying him treats. You're looking after him. He's the taxi driver tonight. Well, I just filled him up with a couple of cans of Monster at the petrol station. So whatever he needs, I'll get him. <laughs> and then when you're at the ground, surely it's got to be some kind of hot bovril. Well, we was hoping there to be, but apparently the clubhouse is closed because of COVID restrictions. Um... So maybe there might be, you know, another a monster stand or a burger stand or something. You never know. Or another monster at a petrol station, yeah. Who'd have thought that the hot bovril on a Monday night would be one of the victims <laughs> of this whole pandemic? Well, you wouldn't believe I've been looking forward to this all weekend. This has been like the whole lot of my weekend looking forward to a bit of non-league football on a Monday night after work. Brilliant. Lovely to speak. You can text us later on with the score. I will do. No problem. Kevin says, just dropped my fiancé's work laptop at her Heathrow quarantine hotel so she can go back to working tomorrow. Uh, I am spending all evening as a taxi, first of all collecting child from childminder, says this text, then running son to cubs, then running daughter to scouts, then collecting them. I think I will meet myself coming the other way. She must be getting nostalgic for the lockdown. Uh, Jade in Southampton says, Bush and Ritchie, I've just dropped my daughter off for her singing lesson, adding, I really hope they work. This text says, I am sat in the car in the rain outside the home of my daughter's science tutor, having arrived 15 minutes late due to the crazy traffic and a flooded road. It's all been going on this evening. It's been biblical. We've got Paul on the line. What taxi thing are you doing? I'm driving my son, Ben. I'm taking him to his drum lesson. He's actually just gone in there now. Uh, yeah, he's just popped in. So I'm just waiting outside. Okay, so you don't go and do anything whilst uh, your lad's having his his, uh, lesson. You just sit in the car uh, and eat sweets and stuff. Exactly. I sit in the car and um, look bored, really. (laughs) (laughs) Hey, well, for the next... How long are you sat in the car for? Now, I'm sat in the car for 40 minutes. 40 minutes while I wait for him. And then I sort of... When the guys come out, when his instructors come out, because he's at a studio... I talk to them as if I know what's going on. I, you know, talk to them about drums, although I don't know anything about it. Yeah, oh, yeah, snare, yeah, good snare, rim shots, stuff like that. (laughs) Well, at least you get an uninterrupted listen to the final half hour of the show. Yes. Yes, 
I do, yes. And a very good show it is too. Well done, chap. Dave, thank you very much. Thank you very much. And also, we've got the, the Nashville show following this at 7 o'clock on Absolute Radio Country, which is going to be ace. So you can you can dip into a bit of country-style drumming from 7 o'clock. Uh, I'll give it a go. So, I uh, hope you enjoyed the uh, the podcast. If there is anybody who's just listened to this latest episode and has uh, any connections with the caravanning authorities and a definitive answer yeah. to uh, how many months in a row you can live in a caravan, let's know. Please, hometime at absoluteradio.co.uk. I feel we've got more caravan questions than answers.